Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. Welcome to Episode 8. My name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel, from Photoscribe. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Scott. How are you? Good. Um, this is going to be a fun episode. Last week, or yeah, it was last week that we recorded it, we spoke with Jake, uh, who uh, actually, uh, there's a connection between our guest today and Jake, and so it'll be nice to, to hear how that where that connection is and, and whatnot. Uh, you, we learned a little bit about Blake from Jake's conversation yeah. with us last week. Um, yeah. He had very but, nice things to say about you, so yeah. that was a nice ending. Don't yes. believe him. Don't believe him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So uh, today we have uh, Blake Rudis. He's uh, been into art his entire life, not necessarily photography though, but really art in general, like painting and whatnot. He received his bachelor's in fine arts with a concentration in printmaking from the University of Delaware in 2006. My brother, my younger brother, also went to University of Delaware. Little fun fact. Um, Blue hands. <laughs> yes. Um, Blake dabbled in a variety of art forms, including photography, but. Uh, just as he was about to give up on the camera, he discovered high dynamic range photography, or what is commonly known as HDR. In the heat of passion, he packed up his paints, easel, and desk, and delved fully, heartedly, into the found world of highly detailed, highly colorful, and most importantly, accurate photography. Blake now runs multiple success successful websites on WordPress, including Everyday HDR and a membership site called HDR Insider. So, Blake, welcome. Very excited to talk to you about all this today. Awesome. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Totally. Um, so, before we dive into what's going on in, in World of Blake, let's talk about... Uh, we actually have two little snippets of news this week. First one coming from uh, the plugin Jetpack, which was just recently updated. It's a very popular plugin um, across the board in all genres of, of websites. But Jetpack was recently updated with two new features. The first one is a sitemap module. Now, I personally use Yoast SEO for my sitemap because I use Yoast SEO for all my SEO, you know, uh, techniques and tactics and whatnot. And it ha so it has a sitemap feature built in. I don't need the Jetpack one. However, Jetpack now has a module that'll enable some standard sitemap functionality on your website. So if you don't use Yoast SEO and you do use Jetpack, you know, then there you go. You got a sitemap built in as well. You just have to turn it on. Now, I, that was my question. Do you have to turn it on, or is this going to be one of those modules that comes pre-turned on? Uh, I believe you have to turn it on, because okay. uh, not everybody needs a sitemap. Right. Um, and especially will, if you do have Yoast, will there be a conflict between the two? Those would be oh, my yeah. two immediate questions. Yes. Yeah, so if you, you do not want two sitemap plugins on your website, unless it's an add-on. For example, Yoast has a video SEO add-on, a news SEO add-on, a WooCommerce add-on, so... Um, those all work with the sitemap that's already there. Yep. But if you install two different plugins that do sitemaps, you can have a conflict. So if you're going to use the Jetpack one, remove the other one or okay. just turn the feature off because you can turn off sitemaps in Yoast SEO as well. Well, it's good um, to know that it's there in both places because it, yes. sitemaps are important for SEO in terms of Google when they're referencing your site. So Correct. you do want a sitemap. We should go all the way back to the beginning and say you do want a sitemap. You do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah if, if your site, if you want your site to be listed in Google and be updated uh, with any changes you do regularly, 
then you want a sitemap. If you Correct. don't care about your site being listed in Google at all, for whatever reason, then you don't need a sitemap. But, but as no, photographers <laughs> and yeah. business owners, you well, want a I will tell you something very interesting. I didn't have a sitemap on my site until six months ago. Really? Wow. Yes, because I didn't know anything about it. Five yeah. years blogging without having a site. Yeah, That's yeah, it it it, it helps. Yeah, um, it's it not a big a factor, but it helps. Yeah. Wait, wait, we um, wanted him as a guest. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I told you, I learned everything through failure. Okay. Right. <laughs> so so sitemaps are important, but you don't want two of yeah. them. Yes, no. you do not want two of them. Um, the other thing that Jetpack added is a social profile widget. So this is Jetpack always had a social sharing option. But now they are a, a, uh, in their enhanced widgets or extra widgets module or whatever. There's a new social profile wi widget where you can add your Facebook profile, your Twitter profile, and it, it'll add icons into your sidebar or whatever widget area you use with those icons. So um, nice little thing if you don't already have one and you use Jetpack, you have an easy way to add it. Um, is that different from Publicize? Correct, because Publicize is actually uh, it's sending your content elsewhere. Oh, so it's okay. sending your content to Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. Yeah. This is literally just social icons that you can put anywhere. That's in a widget. You know, I sh we should uh, co-schedule, which we've talked about many times on the plugin. Their latest blog post is actually um, where where you should put your social media icons and why. Yep. Um, so we should link that because I thought that was a great blog post about the data behind where your social media uh Profile should go. Yeah. Um, can you do you want to add that uh, into the show notes as I'm yeah. talking about the next snippet of news? Yes. <laughs> so thank you. Um, so the other news is from a company called iThemes. They make a uh, one of the most popular backup plugins available. So uh, it's called Backup Buddy, and they recently launched a new feature in Backup Buddy, which offers real-time backups of your website instead of scheduled backups. Um, their goal is, is to not impact performance and still protect its customers with backups that are as up-to-date as possible, which means if you upload an image, you create a new page or a new post or whatever, in theory, Backup Buddy's new live feature, which I think is called Stash Live, will actually do the backup at that moment in time, so you're not... Uh, and it's going to their cloud. Uh, the Backup Buddy Stash is, a, is their cloud. Um, uh, it, it's actually going to do it in real time instead of it having to wait until the next scheduled hour or, or day or whatever for you to, for it to do the, your scheduled backup. So that's a neat feature. Um, I don't think there's many backup tools or plugins that offer real-time backup that real-time. Usually they're you know hourly or 30 minutes or something like that um, or daily or weekly or monthly, not true real-time. So it's a pretty cool feature that they're just uh, released. I recommend VaultPress for real time. Is this different? Uh, so VaultPress is not real time. It's uh, depending on what plan you're in. It's either right. hourly or daily or weekly or monthly or whatever. Oh, so this is even wow, awesome. That's great. Yeah. So this is literally the moment of change. It yeah. Wow, awesome. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so that apparently was a long, a long year in in the works from from iThemes to do that. So. Um, first of its kind, so you know I can yeah. see why it would take that long. Um, it's great. So we got the news out of the way. Uh, what's going on with uh, Blake? <laughs> oh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, I'm in the middle of a rebrand, so uh, that's not fun. But other than that, I mean, life is great. Just had a webinar yesterday with Topaz Lab, so I can't complain. Um, you know, I'm, I really enjoyed the teaching aspect of what I do, and... Um, 
there's something about those webinars that just energizes me. And I get like this whirlwind effect where I can't touch any any technology for like another eight hours or my head <laughs> will explode. Yeah. But I love that. I don't yeah. love that your head would explode, but I love how passionate and excited you get about it. I do. I love it. I love it. I get so fired up. If you ever watch one of those webinars, it's like 45 minutes, and I condense probably like six hours worth of content into 45 minutes and just it's yeah. mind-boggling. <laughs> <laughs> I just have so much to say. I can't stop. <laughs> so do you want to talk about your rebrand a little bit? Because I know your current brand is HDR, and that's where you started. Right. And then... Um, where are you going? Where is your passion for teaching photographers taking you? Like, what is the journey for you? You know, the journey for me has been, um, I guess we'll start from the very beginning. So um, I'm going to fly through this, like a webinar style, okay? Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I accidentally met Matt Kleskowski on a photo walk in 2010. It was completely accident. I was going to a photo walk for uh, one of the uh, companies that printed their books for Kelby. And... Uh, so I, I didn't know where I was going. I knew nothing about photography, really. I was just going there because my wife said, hey, here's a photo walk, go. So I went, met, accidentally met Matt, and then Matt says, hey, come to Photoshop World. You seem like this is something you'd be really interested in. So I, I grabbed his card. He, he gave me a really sweet discount to Photoshop World. So I get there, still not knowing who this guy is. I just think he has a funny last name. You know, so... Um, <laughs> don't, tell, don't tell him I said that. So then... Uh, <laughs> So then uh, I get there, and, and I see that he's one of the keynote speakers at Photoshop. And I was like, wait a second. Okay, you never told me this stuff. So we had some sidebar conversations, and then he's like, you know, you should start a blog. So if, if somebody in that position tells you to start a blog, you drop everything you're doing in life, in life, and you start a blog. So the whole way home, I started thinking about blogging. I was like, okay, let, let me just do this HDR thing, because I don't know a whole lot about it, and I figure if I blog about it, then maybe I'll learn more about it as I go, either through my failures or through comments, or you know how people can be about commenting. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I learned quite a bit along the way. But what I've realized now is that with HDR, um, HDR isn't something... Back in the day, you had to do HDR to get my style of photography. It was because the sensors and the cameras just were not powerful enough to yeah. pick up uh, all the information in a scene. So you had to do the three exposures, merge them together, and do all that fun stuff. So now with sensors being the way they are, um, they you don't have to do the HDR process. And I've noticed that I'm not blogging as much about HDR stuff. So recently I, uh, I sent out an email to somebody about being a speaker at a seminar. And usually these things come pretty easily when you have you know a foothold in the industry. So I emailed them about speaking there and they said, well, HDR is kind of dead, so I don't really know if you know this is gonna be the right place for you. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> my life is over. <laughs> you know, like my wife, my kids, and myself eat on what I do for a living. <laughs> and I just got told that HDR is dead and we might not want you at this seminar. Even though I don't really blog about HDR that much anymore, it's all about photography and photo education, more specifically Photoshop education. So I wanted to rebrand at the end of this year. That was my goal. But then I found out at the beginning of this year that I need to rebrand now because if I don't, it could be the livelihood of everything I've put together. Um, those three little letters, HDR, are like the bane of my existence. You know, I, I love HDR photography, but at this point... Um, I'm not an HDR photographer as much as I am a Photoshop and photography educator. So who do I want? Do I want the people to 
not come to me because they see those three little letters. Right. Because that happens to me all the time. Yep. And this is an important lesson for anyone who's even considering getting into any type of business is consider yeah. the niche, consider how long that niche is going to last, and consider if um, if you can sustain that for longer than you know five or six years. Yeah. Because now I've branded myself into a hole that if I don't get out of it, I mean, I literally could be, I, I could be like Kodak and losing everything that I've put out there. Um, obviously not quite the clout as Kodak, but you know, Kodak, <laughs> they, they failed to embrace digital photography and look what happened to them. So I don't want to be the one who fails to embrace the fact that I need to change my name. So I'm changing the name of my website uh, probably next week is when that's going to go. So let's take it back because that was a great discussion for uh, the branding and the high level and the decisions behind it. But were you are you on WordPress? You know, can you talk about some of the technical aspects that you're going through um, within this transition time? Sure. Um, you know, I am on WordPress. I'm on WordPress hosting by GoDaddy, so uh, that makes my life a little bit easier in in some aspects because. Uh, as I've done some tests in the past, if you ever want to change the name of your blog, you just change the URL and press go, and it switches everything over. Yeah. But now my problem is, okay, when I switch everything over, what's going to happen to all the previous links to Everyday HDR? Right. Is it going to have the the new name with the new string? And that's not quite how it works because now I need to go into the, like as I was talking to Scott about this, he clued me in on the HD access files. Um, so now I've got to go and find a plugin, do some HD access stuff so that all those old links redirect to the new branded link yeah. with that same string. So that, you know, because there's probably 10 or 15,000 links all over the internet somewhere that all go to everyday HDR. And, right. you know, it's not like I'm trying to, you know, I'm not trying to sell my baby, essentially. That's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm just trying to change everything over smoothly so that, you know, put some new clothes on that baby instead of uh, instead of sell it. So um, that's uh, that's the hardships that I'm going through now is what plugins am I going to use to do this? Um, if I transition to this, is what's going to break? I know something's going to break. I know this for a fact because, I, like I told you, I learned through failure. So I'm going to fail at some point during this process, and I know I am. Um, but you know, really, that just gives me more insight to teach others on you know when yeah. I do get to that point because eventually I want to teach about not just photography but um, you know motivational speaking, making your own brand, becoming who you want to be, those types of things. This is the perfect thing for me to fail through because now I have now I have to coach myself through something. So um, as far as the WordPress stuff on the background, I don't think I'm going to have too many hiccups because I'm WordPress hosted by GoDaddy. Now you're the managed hosting, we should say, right? Yes, the managed. Okay. So that's a separate plan than if if you're a photographer and you have a GoDaddy URL, that is different than the GoDaddy managed hosting. They they right. have a little bit more handholding. It is specific yeah. to WordPress, correct? Yeah, it's a little bit, a little pricier as well. But right. you're getting you're getting um, you're getting people like you said to hold your hand when you have issues, which is great. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's great, and they also put you on a different, um, a faster server that way too. A faster. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's designed for WordPress specifically. Right. So Which uh, GoDaddy in the past, especially the past ten, seven, five years ago, their their servers were not optimized for WordPress, and they had a lot of problems right. with that. Um, so, you know, and uh, I have to give my friend Mendel, who is uh, yeah. <laughs> basically the the, I don't I don't know I don't know what his official title is. I think he's the the GoDaddy Pro Evangelist or something like that. Or um, advocate or something. Advocate, you met, yeah, him, yeah. You met um, him here in Boston, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I met him before that. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, he 
just happened to also be at Boston, which was good. Um, but uh, so uh, Mendel has put a tremendous amount of effort into improving the the branding um, and and uh, reputation of GoDaddy yeah. because they did come out with this new managed hosting uh, a while back that isn't very popular. It's not very widely known among the photo industry. Um, but Mendel is every WordCamp. Mendel's there, and he is he's really really talking to people and showing that they've improved and whatnot. So yeah. I have to give it to to GoDaddy and Mendel for really you know, turning around this, this bad reputation that GoDaddy has had over the years. Um, yeah. so, I've been um, using GoDaddy for five, for, since the beginning of my blogging, and I, I can't say better things about it because every time I have an issue, I pick up the phone, I call them, I say, hey, look, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me? And every single time, I've not had a person that can't help me through a problem. So, yeah, have you always been on managed hosting, or was that a recent switchover? No, I switched over to managed hosting when I created HDR Insider, which was back in 2013, end of 2013. So I blogged for three years on the regular hosting. I didn't seem to have any problems, but I also I didn't really know what I was doing either. So if yeah. I had a problem, I didn't know it was a problem. Like I just yeah. told you, I, I didn't have a site map for, for five years. Right, so right, right. If I didn't know it was a problem, I didn't. you, you only know what you know. You right. know? And I didn't, I didn't um, know. So. Yeah. Seuss of knowledge. You know, uh, this, uh, Rachel, another note is speaking of Mendel, he's also a photographer, like a hobbyist, so we should definitely get him on the show to um, yeah, I think that'd be great. share some of his insights. Um, so, Blake, during this whole process, there's a couple things that, um, you know, we ever, you and I talked privately about the HD access thing, but um, which is basically you're going to redirect, all, uh, do a 301 redirect of your domain, all of its URLs, to the new one once you make the switch and you don't have to do them individually, which is good. But once you get to the new domain and you got it up and you'll, you notice that your links are wrong and your images are not showing up, you know, there's a plugin called Search and Replace, which you'll be able to go in yes. and in, in one clean swoop, um, say, replace, you know, hdrinsider.com with whatever the new domain is. Yeah, I've used Search what? and... Yeah, it's awesome. But let's let's take a time out and go all the way back to Scott. What is a .ht access file? So if you're listening to this, you're a photographer, you're new to WordPress, you hear that word and you think, what yeah. is that? So I, need, uh, I even need to know this. So right. go ahead. So uh, I, I I couldn't tell you that the the true technical thing uh, the definition of it, but I'll, I'll I'll break it down to how I understand it as now. But before I talk about this, most people will never need to touch it. Correct. Um, and if you do touch it and you don't do it correctly, you will break your website. Also it, correct. Yeah. HD access. <laughs> HD access. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Doom and gloom. Thank yeah. you. So um, there's there's the pre-warning. Basically, an HD access file is a file that can perform server-based actions. Right. So um, changing URLs or adding more memory to a server or... Um, uh, caching, it can implement caching on a server, um, and it can do things like that. Uh, and it really is a, uh, a, it's basically a text file on your server uh, that is usually hidden, that you'd have to actually view hidden in order to see it. Because and, if you if you modify it wrong, it breaks, so that's why they hide it. <laughs> yep. Uh, and and it, it it's basically a whole bunch of source code, like a bunch of, you know, right. Um, code that you normally would never need to work with. So um, I, I recommend if you have if you plan on doing some something like this, 
definitely seek help from whatever new host you're going to. Yes. Uh, because they'll, you know, they'll be more than happy to log into your old hosts and do it all for you um, <laughs> by modifying whatever they need to modify. Um, they because they want your business, so they're going right. to do it. They'll do it. Um, so here, I got the Wikipedia. It says an HD access hypertext access file is a directory level configuration file supported by several web servers used for configuration of site access issues such as URL redirection, URL shortening, access security control for different web pages and files, and more. So the, the reason it's relevant to this conversation is because we're talking about rebranding and moving yes. from one existing brand website to another. So but, in but normal everyday, you wouldn't need it. Yeah, <laughs> right. here's a, uh, speaking of security, so that's a good one. In NextGen Gallery and NextGen Pro, we sell photos and the photos that are displayed in the front end are usually resized down so they load fast. But the photos you're selling from are sold from the original full-size image, which is actually protected by an HD access file. So it cannot be downloaded just by anybody. So, so, yeah, there, so there's another use case for an HD access file is it can actually protect files being downloaded. But in that a, case, who modifies it? Does the plugin? The, yeah, so in that case, we do it in the plugin. The, okay. the plugin modifies it. So, so again, a normal photographer wouldn't have to go in correct. and change anything. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> just want to bring it back. I got, I got, a, I got a, if you're watching this, I've got a sticky note that says, don't touch it, you'll break it. And <laughs> can it be genetically yeah. modified? That's what uh, I'm wondering. There can you, go. you genetically modify this to make it like an apple banana or a. <laughs> Um, I think it so, would do bad things to your server if you did. <laughs> but you can do great things with it, too. Yes. No, it's very important. And I have to tell you, as the sort of web person, you know, I sort of fake it till you make it, but the HD access file scares the crap out of me because it, it can yeah. break well, things. Over, um, over the Christmas break, I was having a serious issue with my website where I would be trying to work on it, and when I would press update and then preview changes... Uh, of through WordPress, it would it would say access denied, and I'd have to wait 30 seconds, and then after 30 seconds it would load. So you know, working on it, I just didn't even want to work on it. I didn't even want to touch it, you know. Yeah. But I had a uh, I had a sale coming up, so I had to get this stuff right. So I called GoDaddy. I'm like, what is going on? And nobody could tell me the problem because they weren't seeing it on their end. And one guy figured it out, and he said, oh yeah, we just need to increase um, something in your HT access file for your memory. And as soon as he did that, I mean, I'm talking like, when I'm plugged in, I've got my Wi-Fi plugged in here. When I'm plugged into my Wi-Fi, I get about 250 to 300 megabytes a second on this connection. And I've never seen my site load so fast on my end before until this guy went into this HD access file. But, you know, you have to know the right people. Not yes. even, right. even the people at GoDaddy, they know this stuff, but some of them don't um, know that they don't know what they don't know about it. You know, like right. we get into yeah. that. So this, I contacted three different people at GoDaddy about it, and this one guy, he knew exactly what he was doing with it. He went into it, and he modified it, and it was perfect. So he's one of those people I think was pretty comfortable with the HT access. Like, he might know HT access on a first-name basis instead of a last-name basis like yeah. you and I. So. <laughs> well, and I think that's a good point for, for managed hostings in general because the reason you're paying more, and, like, Imagely is going to be managed hosting for photographers. There's WP Engine, which is another big one, and yep. then GoDaddy, which they, they have their managed hosting slot, is that you're paying that extra price to have that super hand-holding through the process. You know, if you don't have a Scott in your life like we do, <laughs> right. you know, to have someone walk you through that. So 
but I, and I want to make a note too that you called three times to get the answer and I think that's a good note for photographers too like call your host if you don't if you don't get the problem solved the first time call again like that's what you're paying for in your monthly right. fees yep and, and it was even one of those things that everyone I called did something different that helped right but it was just there's so many it's, there's so many different ways to do this process you know right and you know when you talk about it being more expensive I put it in perspective like this I think I paid like I don't know something like four hundred dollars for three years with five websites and someone's like oh four hundred bucks that's crazy but what would your rent be on a studio right. for a month? It would be over $400. So if you look at it in perspective, think of it as renting a building. This is your online office, essentially. Yep. So if you can get an online office for five different office spaces at $400 for three years, I think I got a promotion, so don't, don't quote me on that one. Um, that's, that's incredible. You know that that's an incredible price. You know, at first you're thinking, oh, well, I can get hosting over here for thirty bucks. You know, a year. Right. You know, right. But is that really going to help you uh, when you put it in perspective? Yeah. You, like you definitely get you definitely get what you pay for uh, right. with with hosting, because um, for one, manage hosting it just has so many advantages. This is definitely a topic for for another show, like about differences between hosting. Um, but uh, but managed hosting has so many advantages because you do have servers optimized for WordPress specifically. You have the people that are hand-holding everything, monitoring the server for you. Um, in, some, in some cases, updating your themes and plugins and WordPress for you. Yep. Um, doing your backups for you. Keeping them safe. Making sure your website loads as, as fast as possible. So, uh, you know, you, $400 for, for five sites for three years... It's yeah, like a, if your site goes down, yeah. it's like a hundred dollars an hour just to pay a web dev. You know, if you're yeah. that far into the process. But yeah. so to bring it back to WordPress, um, was there ever a question in your mind, Blake, about using anything other than WordPress? Like when you first started, when you transitioned, what was your thought process in sort of the back end? Um, no, I didn't actually. I, I actually when I went. When I was in Photoshop World, I was told that uh, on the Kelby One site they had uh, like a course that I could take on how to set myself up with WordPress. So you have to understand, I'm this guy off the street who has no idea what the web is other than maybe going to YouTube to find stupid funny cat videos <laughs> back in 2010. So I had no idea that there was this whole world of creating your own domain. And when I got into it, I just thought it was fascinating. So WordPress is all I've ever known. It's probably all I ever will know, especially for the how easy it is to make things work. Um, I don't have any coding experience in the past. I wasn't, um, you know, a, a software engineer. So for me, being just like your average Joe off the street, never touching any web stuff, I, I found it fascinating that I could essentially be building a website with the same technology that you'd be using to write an email. Yeah. That's almost what it seems like. You put a subject line, you put a body. Oh, you add a picture. Look at that. It's just like an email. So, yeah. uh, so for me, it was I, I, I have seen no other way, and I probably won't use anything else other than WordPress. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you didn't have any coding experience, and you still have a WordPress site. So let's um, back in the intro, I, I mentioned uh, your connection with Jake. Why don't you talk about how that um, that connection has helped with HDR Insider and potentially future things as well. Like, what what is Jake doing for you that is beneficial for you as the photographer, educator, and site owner? And Jake is not that for your sites. <laughs> oh, right. Well, you know, this kind of gets into, um, I guess, one of the more um, things about just life in general. Okay, so 
Jake is a mentor for me in many capacities that uh, I do not know at all. So um, Jake and I's connection, he, he is a coder. He knows how to do all the crazy stuff that I don't know how to do. But most of our conversations with Jake and I are we really ping ideas off of each other and brainstorm off of each other. And it's really helpful for me in my business to have someone like that, especially like Jake, who we're very open with each other. We're very, uh, you know, our conver- our conversations are, are really kind of funny that we, that we have when we're, you know, sitting here on Google+. Plus. I'd say probably almost every day we have Google+, Plus chats with each other. And sometimes we're on there for like two hours just talking like <laughs> like like little girls in high school, I guess. <laughs> but, but for the most part, he helps me in ways that, you know, when I'm talking about this rebrand. He's like, okay, well, just what, what do you need? I'll, I'll do this. Or if this doesn't work, I'll figure out a way to code this. Now, which is really helpful for me, but it's also one of those things that has become a hindrance for me because um, I, I like to have a lot of control. Uh, and I've, I've been in control of my website for five years now. So, And Jake will probably, he, I think he thinks it's really annoying how much control I like to have. But if, if there's a process that I don't know how to do, I want to know how to do it. And it's not because I'm a micromanager. It's because if uh, everything were to fall through tomorrow, and I needed to fix it right now. I would be the one that could do it. Um, so the coding aspect behind that and what where Jake comes in is um, he has helped out a lot on HDR Insider, keeping things going. He informed me about SEO. I had no idea what SEO was. I knew that it was three letters, but I thought it was like part of a song, like Blake Rudis has a website, S-E-S-E-O. No, it's not part of that. This is like, <laughs> this is not Old McDonald had a farm with SEO. This is... You know, and SEO for me was something that I wasn't doing on my site. So when Jake um, peered into my site for the first time about a year ago, maybe a little less than a year ago, and um, we haven't known each other long, but we've become like brothers in, in less than a year, he says, you have no SEO here. I said, well, I tag my stuff with, with my posts. He says, you have no SEO. I was like, what is SEO? (laughs) This wasn't that long ago. We're talking, like like you said, you'll fumble your way through things, you fail your way through things. So then he says, you have the only reason why your website is known is because you have over 600 blog posts over the last five years. (laughs) Like, you were just randomly being grabbed by random things to get you on the internet. And it's been, it was one of those, like, I thought I was so successful, like, yeah, look at my website. But then you learn all these things about the back end of what you're not doing, and he was able to point these things out. So he is my mentor on things that I don't know or probably ever will know on the website, and I'm his mentor on things about photography and, um, you know, business management and stuff like that. So between the two of us, uh, we're like an unstoppable force for everything that's man (laughs) <laughs> and if you've ever seen him, no. or, or, or I'm just saying man in general, but you know, yeah. if we're being politically correct here, all that is human. If you've ever seen him, he's like, uh, he's like the, the big the dude, giant human yeah. in the world. Well, we just, we just spoke with him. No, he's so sweet. He's um, a very nice guy. But we do workshops together. So we did this workshop in Cannon Beach, and it was that was like the first time I met him. Actually, before that, we went out to South Dakota, and I met him for the first time. It was kind of like walking around with my giant. You know, you ever seen that movie back in the day? <laughs> it's like, here I'm like 5'11 and a half. I'm, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be a half inch off of six foot. And here's this guy, like, towering over me. It's, yeah. it's just a funny combination of people, you know. So we, we do these workshops together. It's like, 
uh, it, it's just interesting because you you I don't know you think that a guy that large would be intimidating and scary, but he's the biggest teddy bear of a human being that will just help you in any way. Yeah. He literally gave the shirt off of his back to somebody that got hit by a wave. You know, <laughs> that's the kind of guy that he is. <laughs> so. I think it's important to highlight that the relationship that you guys have in terms of a more technical person and a more business-minded, higher-level um, person like yourself um, is that. I think photographers can benefit from those. So solopreneurs, they're sitting in their houses, they're listening to these podcasts. You know, don't be afraid to go out and make those connections and find yeah. someone that you can, you know, joke around with. But at the same time, understand right. there might be a mutually beneficial relationship. Well, um, I've been death, death, deathly afraid of doing something like this for the longest time. Um, and the reason why is because I had somebody that I tried to start this with before, and it didn't quite work out between us. He was more of a uh, a manager type of person where he could get things done because he had great ideas, but I was doing all the work, right. and that really irritated me. You know, so you have to find the right person. Right. And you yeah. know, yeah. had this relationship for, I mean, I think it was like April or March of last year that we started talking, um, and it was just one of those things. He was on my my uh, subscribers list and my email, and he sent me a little message that said, "Hey, I'm, I like what you do. Do you do workshops?" And then that evolved into a conversation. So the big takeaway is. No matter where you are in your life, whether it's WordPress or even even your business working life, is you don't turn down opportunities and understand that every single person that you come in contact yeah. with has something for you. You can right. always learn from. Someone. So yep. you know people get these like big heads on their shoulders. I don't need anybody else. That's not true. Yeah. Um, even yeah. even the best people in this world. That I mean, if you I just read a book called Lincoln on Leadership. It's about Abraham Lincoln. If you ever get a chance to read that book, it's phenomenal because he was just a lawyer. That's all he was, who became the president. So he really relied on all the people that he met throughout his presidency to make it what it was. And it's a really important life lesson to learn that even someone like him, where we think back to Honest Abe, one of the, you know, we think about the presidents. Two, two presidents come to mind when we say, name two presidents, George Washington and Abe Lincoln. Okay, boom. <laughs> and then maybe you might say, you know, Obama, because he's the most recent president. But, you know, those, those things are really important so that you can lean on these people and understand that everyone you meet in your life has something to offer you. Don't turn those things down. Because yeah. if I if I never would have talked to Matt Klaskowski, if I would have been at that workshop that he would he didn't even have a camera, so here I'm thinking like who's this guy who comes to a, a photo <laughs> walk without a camera? But the thing is, he had a photo walk before, and he just he just wanted to walk around and talk to the guy at the Peach Pit, you know. So it was like if I would have said, well, how does this guy have a leg to stand on if he's at a photo walk with no camera? Then I would have been using those preconceived judgments to to maybe not make him as credible as he was. Yeah. So you can't take those aspects. You have to you know open your mind and open yourself, especially if you're in this blogging world. Yeah, anything. and I and I love that in relating that back to WordPress, you can there's no stupid questions, and that's a right. lot of um, Scott and I. Episode ten, we're actually going to do a Q and A session, um, so we welcome input from you guys if you want to comment, but. A lot of people that I talk to, they're like, I won't even touch WordPress because I don't. I'm afraid to ask the questions and sound stupid. You, you really, right. you yep. can't sound stupid because you're you're out there asking the questions and you're putting yourself out there and and so I don't know. It, you can ask me anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, that's, that's, a, that's what like, I feel. You know, I I started a, a Facebook group called WordPress for Photographers. That um, we're getting questions almost every day. Some of yeah. them are are what others might consider stupid questions, but, you know, we answer them. Um, and it's a community of people answering questions. So, yeah. um, and that's actually linked if you're watching the podcast or if you're on the podcast show notes page um, uh, or on the Imagely blog at all, then um, it's actually linked in the sidebar 
on the blog too. And we should say Jake, the person who we were talking about here and who we spoke of last episode, does those things. And there are other resources yeah. within the WordPress community um, that you can reach out and find a person like that. But yeah. you can see from Blake how important that is, that it's you know, huge. just having I, someone to bounce stuff off of yeah. can make a world of difference. Yeah. I really wish that... I'm in that WordPress for Photographers group, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm the silent lurker. Yeah. I like to just... <laughs> I like to just peek in the windows of the conversations. <laughs> so I do that in a lot of different uh, Facebook groups. I don't talk a lot. Um, I mean, yeah, I talk a lot when we do this kind of thing, but I don't talk a lot socially in those social atmospheres. But I do watch everything, and I'm like, oh, that's a great question. I really wish I would have had the answer to that when I first started. So if you're yeah. if you're just starting in this whole WordPress thing, get in that group because um, you know Scott does a great job with helping people out with those questions, and there's other people in there that do a great job helping out with those questions. And there really is no dumb question. Um, all of them are actually dumb questions because there's a hundred different ways to do it. So, right. I mean, if you yeah. really yeah. think about it, very true. Um, yeah. you know, if you um, really think about it, every question could be either really smart or really dumb. It just, yeah. it just depends. Um, we're getting close to the end. I, I kind of want to touch on uh, one topic uh, before we get into your, your recommended uh, you know, plugins or themes. Um, so, you've got two websites right now. Um, mm -hmm. You're going to be rebranding, but right now, HDR Insider is a membership based site. And um, I actually am wondering, now we had a conversation with Brian Caparici in episode six, I believe, um, about podcasting for clients. Now I'm wondering, from your point of view, as running a membership site for, for photographers, really, um, what your thoughts might be on creating membership programs for clients. For example, wedding photographers could share private content with their clients to help them plan their weddings. Real estate photographers could share private content with their clients to help uh, to help them with staging homes or properties, and landscape photographers could share private content about color theory and how to determine what photo to hang where. Like, is this something that should just be emailed, or is this something you can do like an online course and put it behind a membership gateway? That's an awesome question because really. I think there's many different ways to handle a membership site. So, and even if you look at them all over the place, all the different membership sites, there's a bunch of them there. Uh, and the reason why I started HDR Insider, another thing I fumbled my way through uh, the whole time, was because um, I had somebody ask me if I could do full work workflow tutorials. Now, if you follow Everyday HDR, here's the difference between the two. Everyday HDR is free content, usually snippets of tutorials that I just want to do because I... I was sitting there in Photoshop, and I was like, ooh, that'd be great to show people. <laughs> and they're just little snippets of, you know, 10 to 15-minute little things. And those are great, but how do you take those 10 to 15-minute things and pull them into one concise workflow? So someone said, hey, can you post your entire HDR workflow on YouTube? And I was like, well, I could, but that's kind of my thing, you know? Like, if I do that, I'm giving away the whole farm instead of, you know, raising some crops. So I, I started HDR Insider, and that was mainly to do a couple things. I wanted to, the only thing I really wanted to do was show workflows, but I was like, how can I justify just showing one workflow a month or two workflows a month? So I made it a workflow. I made it a project. So every month people get a new project, um, and that project is, hey, do something with this. And then I pick a winner at the end of the month from that project, to win one of my tutorial packages or something. If a company donates something, they win that. And then I do a workflow tutorial on what the project that I gave them at the beginning of the month. So they, they, they do it, they see their peers do it, then they see me do it. 
And then halfway through the month, I do a critique session where I take 10 images. I don't turn any images down. Um, if they come in, I just put them in different slots for different months. And I'll critique 10 images right there in Photoshop, and it's all anonymous. So, and then I, I've, it's slowly developed into more things. You know, so that's just one kind of idea of content that can be on a site like that in the background. The What you're trying to do here with a membership site, in my opinion, is give something uh, that is even more value that you over-deliver on than your normal site. So I always suggest doing something for free. And, you know, if we kind of equate this to, um, you know, that, that gateway drug concept, like, you know, hey, here here's a free one. Come back later. You'll get more. You know, it's a kind of a bad analogy, but it, that's the thing. It's like, here's something that I'm showing you that I think is very valuable, but there's a lot more stuff over here that's even more valuable, um, and I can't just give this stuff to you for free. Right. But you can pop in and watch it for a month if you want, and then, you know, you're done. Uh, I don't have restricted contracts, so if you sign up for a year, you're in for a year. If you sign up for a month, you can back out at any time. So um, for a photographer with their clients, um, I'm assuming you're running this on WordPress, the right. membership site. What's the benefit of doing it on like a WordPress and their own site versus starting a Facebook group or building a community in another way? I think the um, the idea of putting it on a site instead of a community social media site is that I think I would feel kind of uh, odd charging someone money for something that I post on Facebook. Yeah. Because it's just not a... To me, it's not a legitimate form of uh, of, a, of a closed group. When I think closed group, I'm thinking something that's so secretive, so closed that the only way you can get in there is with the username and password, and that content is is not shared throughout the world. Um, you know, HDR Insider has I think like 700 active members. Not they aren't really active, but 700 memberships. How many are active? I don't. I'm not really quite sure because there's it's kind of hard to manage. But you know, they have it's very restricted. To just right. them. Um, now, I do, on top of that, have an HDR Insider Facebook group. And on there, we run different things, too. So if you want to do a bi-weekly project, every two weeks there's a project, you can do that, too. That's on the Facebook side. And that's where people can kind of um, just talk with one another yeah. in an outside form, which I could have put a form on the website, but I found uh, I, I did a forum on Everyday HDR at one point, and it was horrible. It didn't go very well. It was hard for me to moderate. And it, it more spam got in there than anything. So the Facebook side of things for that part of the aspect I think is great to have a closed group on Facebook where they can go off of HDR Insider and just hop in over there. And then you can post your updates to HDR Insider to that community in Facebook. So people are more socially friendly on Facebook, then that gets them back over to the website. So there's ways that you cross-communicate so and you can both yeah. of them. But um, the whole HDR Insider being just on Facebook is difficult because it's not managed. I uh, just lost an earbud. It's not managed content. You know, it's right. um, you post it and then it gets lost in the feed. You post yeah. it, it gets lost yeah. in the feed. There's also so, there's also the idea of, of branding and ownership uh, on Facebook. There's yeah, you still own the photos that you put there, but um, really Facebook could take whatever you put there and yeah. share it anywhere. Right. It's a, yeah. You know, you're you're agreeing to that when you use Facebook. Um, yeah. Then there's also branding. Yeah, you can put your, your logo in the group, you know, box for your image, but that's it. Um, right. You have your own website. You control every aspect of it from top to bottom, left to right. 
Yeah. Yeah, and there's so so much more in there. And you know, like I I installed I think the plugin on there is Paid Memberships Pro, mm -hmm. and it was it was really simple to set up. It was really easy. I was actually shocked how yeah. quickly that it's set up. Easy. And I I launched it after you know only maybe a month of working on it, and I thought it was going to go nowhere, and and it it became you know pretty pretty successful for me. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the other difficult aspect to this, though, is, okay, now I'm rebranding out of the HDR stuff, so now I have to rebrand two sites. Right. That's yep. difficult. Well, so um, my, my, uh, my recommendation to you would be uh, put, put them together under one roof and have the everyday HDR content just being free content and then having all the HDR Insider behind the, the, ga the gateway, behind yeah. the wall. Um, and that way you're managing one website that has both and... Um, you know, you're, you're offering it all in one spot. Um, yeah. I, I will say that what, uh, by the time this podcast is out there, your your rebrand should be done. So hopefully we'll have that, um, you know, the domain linked up once that's all done. But yeah, um, it'll be really interesting to see. So we'll be the people who are listening now can go to your new site and know that at the time that we were recording, you were going through all this and yeah. maybe make Ho hopefully. it hopefully hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I failed, you won't yeah. see the rebrand. Well, you might not even see a website. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so well, normally we move into the guest recommended WordPress product, and I love that you talked about the plugin that you use for the membership site. Is there any other WordPress products or plugins that you use on a regular basis? Uh, you know, I am I'm in love with the Divi theme. You can call me like a Divi groupie. It's <laughs> And, and the thing is it makes it really simple and easy and especially because when you get into the product sales of things now mm -hmm. some people might just be thinking about blogging um, but when you get into the product sales of things one of the most important things when you're doing a launch of a product is to not have any clutter on the page at all so mm -hmm. no header no footer alright and it was so hard for me with my first product launch um, I didn't understand how to do that with WordPress on my regular theme that I was using. So I didn't do that and my sales weren't nearly as good as my next launch when I was using Divi and I was able to make all that stuff disappear and make a really simple, clean website for product launches. That way, you know, you, you always have the product for sale on your website, but when you're doing a launch, there's something to the psychology of not seeing any clutter and yeah. only seeing what's in front of you. If you ask my wife, like if we were to go to a, a, a plaza where they have 15 restaurants to eat, and I say, okay, it's time to eat. What do you want, love? She's like, um, I don't know. There's too many choices. It's the same yeah. thing with a product launch. If you have all this stuff all over the place, there's too many ways for people to get out. So Divi made it really simple for me to not only build the site, but also gave me options to really optimize my launches in a way that I couldn't have done without it. Yeah. So I, I have nothing but praise for the Divi theme on that aspect of things. Um, regarding Divi, for anybody listening or watching, uh, also check out episode 7 with Blit with uh, Jake. Where we talked a lot about Divi yeah. and Divi's uh, page builder as well, so um, there'll be more insights there. But yeah, Divi's um, uh, fantastic for for giving uh, people who don't understand code ways to create things that easily. Um, right. Uh, anything else? I mean, so page, paid membership pro uh, for for membership sites is what you use. Divi theme is what you use for your site now. Uh, what anything else do you want to uh, throw out there that you recommend? Uh, we already talked about Yoast. Um, I'm an analytics freak. I love seeing that little green light, red light, orange light. <laughs> like for me, that's like, woo! I got a green light. I'm good. Uh, I love Yoast. Um, and then you know, I do like a 
some other things for lead generation, like Hybrid Connect, is is one that I use to to generate email leads that I really like. Right. And Bloom, you know, Bloom is also kind of in the elegant theme stuff. So, I mean, those are kind of my top. That if if you were to say, okay, you can only have X amount of plugins, what are you gonna have? Those would probably be it. You know. Great. Is, is Hybrid Connect the same thing as Bloom, or is it something different? It's something different. Um, I don't even know if it exists anymore. They Thrive Themes is the company that made it, and Hybrid Connect was the first part. Then they came out with Thrive Themes and Thrive Leads. Okay. But I really enjoy Hybrid Connect because of the ability to um, control what pages my pop-up pops up on. Uh, it can it, and yeah. it can <clears throat> it can do some things that. And some of the other lead generation things can't do. Um, yeah, I just I just checked it. Uh, it's no longer available. They're now redirecting to Thrive Leads. So Thrive Leads, yeah. Um, I'll just uh, I'm going to link to in the show notes. I'm going to link to Thrive Leads. But anybody who's listening or watching, just note that um, Blake uh, was actually using Hybrid Connect, which is what is now Thrive Leads. And Thrive Leads is their new uh, form of lead, and it actually has a lot more options. But to me, it's too much. I liked what they had before because it was so simple and easy. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's the thing about how long is that plugin going to work now, though? I don't know because if they aren't updating it anymore, I might have some issues. Yeah, <laughs> so. you, yeah. There, could be, there could be security issues. There could be compatibility right. issues. Well, that's, and we just last our last episode we talked about the social media. What was it? The one that Mailchimp is no longer supporting. Right, uh, social by Mailchimp. Social, yeah. yeah. And you know we had evangelists of that plugin come on, and now you know so that I mean, and again, this is why as a WordPress podcast we're always trying to update you on the ongoing things because when things do change like that, and and you're so used to one product, right? I think you can equate it like because I know Blake, you do a lot of Photoshop work. There's yeah. a lot of photographers who are stuck in a Photoshop release because they understand it, they know it, you know, but it's sort of that same mentality of you kind of have to keep going and growing with the software even though it might take you out of your own workflow and head Exactly. So. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, you get thrown for a, for a whirl and, you know, these once they create those new products, they, they stop developing the other ones and, yeah. you know, you don't want to be stuck with that. So I, I probably should look more into... I have Thrive Leads, too. Um, I mean, I just, and you, you also have Bloom, so, um, you know... Which so what is, is Bloom? Uh, Bloom is, is just like Thrive Leads and Optin Monster and all those. It's a it's a it's an opt-in, you know, oh, a, okay. a, a pop-up or a slide-up or, you know, a bar. Whatever you want to do, it's one of those type of... Um, call to action plugins. Okay. What I like about Bloom is the ability to lock content. Mm -hmm. So you can actually uh, use a, a, a short code to lock a certain like button. So like when I do these webinars, I will lock the PDF by uh, by down like a it's masked by hey enter your email for this PDF. As soon as they do that, it doesn't give them the PDF via email. It just unlocks that part of the page, so the box goes away, and then there's the button hey download the PDF. Mm -hmm. So it takes out the middleman of having to get an, get something for you know for giving me your email address. Wait for it to come in the email, and then right. get lost in the translation of okay where's my thing that I put my email in for. Yeah. So that's why that's the number one thing I use Bloom for is the lock content aspect of things. Yeah, Bloom. A really, really, really nice plugin. Uh, I, you know, I, I've said it before in the podcast. I like Optin Monster um, the best out of them all. I've tried so many. I haven't tried Thrive Leads, but, um, but I, I play with Bloom, and there's only one thing holding me back from switching to Bloom from Optin Monster, and it's um, that Bloom does not support Mailchimp groups. 
So if you use MailChimp groups, then Bloom is not the plugin for you. Versus um, MailChimp lists, correct? Correct. Yeah. So Bloom can work with any as many MailChimp lists as you want. But if you like I I use one list with multiple groups to segment on the fly and it can't support it. Um, That's interesting. unfortunately. So uh, but yeah. So um, this is a great conversation. Yes, um, thank you. Uh, any final thoughts you want to share? Um, any advice for photographers uh, working on their sites or anything like that? Um, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things that if if you're having any reservations about it, just do it and fail through it. That's that's the idea. I should quote that. Just do it and fail through it. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, that, that it really is. I mean, it, you can't hurt anything by, by going in there and doing it. And if you are an advanced user, and reach out to other people. Yeah. learn from other people and always have an open mind to the other people around you and don't ever this isn't this isn't the world um, this WordPress and photography world this isn't the type of world where you want to think that you're the best of the best and there's nobody that that can be better than you uh, yeah. because it's not that type of competition yeah there's competition out there but you have to embrace the knowledge that you're gonna receive from other people because if you don't you wouldn't develop relationships like Scott and I have or like Jake and I have um, those are things that you don't want to turn your back on because you might think that you're better than somebody else. And, you know, that might not be a conversation that you think you need to have with people, but people get those reservations like, oh, well, I do this, and this person came out with something else, and you got to drop all that stuff yeah. and just embrace the fact that we're all in one big, big pond, and, yeah, we're all different-sized fish, but we'll all get to the same place at a different time in our careers. So. Yeah. Oh, I love that. What a great way to end. Well, thank you so much. Yes, um, and and uh, I have officially titled episode eight as Just Do It and Fail Through It. Yeah. They're awesome. <laughs> so, like an anti-Nike. Yeah. Story of my life. <laughs> so so now you have to use that quote in many places. Um, it's yeah. official. So well, you uh, know, I, I said circus vomit in a webinar, and now I say it all the time. So it's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a good one. That's um, with overly saturated images. I call yeah, it circus vomit. Uh, <laughs> and it makes perfect sense too. That's the funny part. Um, so yeah. thank thank you, Blake, for joining us today. Thank you, Rachel, for being an awesome co-host. Thank you, Scott. Yes. Uh, you you can find the show notes from today at slash podcast slash eight eight. Yes. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks again. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.